0: things are more emotional and bring families closer together than the sport of football, the athleticism, the brute force, the close wins, and the heartbreaking losses. No team has nurtured that family bond better than the Green Bay Packers, and no place resembles that true football spirit better than the frozen tundra. Many people say you don't become a Packer fan. You're born that way. You bleed green and gold now here are your hosts father and son mike and sean reagan with the bleeding green and gold podcast
1: welcome to week 13 edition of bleeding green and gold i'm mike i'm sean packers lose a tough game in new york 22 to 24 to the giants and a tough tough way to lose when it it looks like you're gonna pull it off and then See it all kind of blow up in the last few seconds.
2: Yeah, not fun. Um, As you know, it's hard for me right now, working early to stay up late. And last time I did it, they made it worth my while with their big upset win against the Chiefs. This one, I felt like they cheated me out of some sleep. Yeah, man, it was,
1: you know, I really don't have that many notes because I just feel like there was a lot of issues that went down all across the board. I don't I don't think that there's one area you can point. I know some folks are going to want to point at the defense. Some folks are going to want to point at the offense. We obviously had some issues on special teams, but I think they all played a role in losing this
2: game. Yeah, I would agree. I think. I would definitely point the biggest finger at the defense. Of course, you would, and the the play calling, especially when we're uh, we need to stop them in the final drive against Tommy DeVito. They're down by a point. Can't let them get a field goal, and we're still playing eleven yards off the receiver with our corners. Mm-hmm. And it's like at at this point. I don't know why I expected any different, but uh, it's just frustrating. It feels like we're not changing. He's the most sack quarterback in the league since he started playing four weeks ago. We couldn't even get a sack on him. Yeah, I know. It just, trust me, I'm
1: not happy with the defense. I, um, I mean, Matt LaFleur came off the plane and had his post game conference and, uh, was very upset. And even him, he said that, uh, it's just bad play calling. We can't play. If we're gonna play man to man, we can't play that loose. We gotta we gotta be tighter. We got we only have so much time we need to cover, and then we play it like that. And I don't know, I saw something online, somebody said that um this is who who is he from? Um is he from the Capers group?
2: Who? Um, Joe Barry?
1: Yeah. It's just they're saying that he's very reminiscent of who he came up with. Who, who pulled him up, made oh. him out. And I can't remember because uh, I'm not it, sure he, whoever it was. They said he was well known
2: for playing the same way. So, so. okay. I mean, it, it feels like he's playing defense 10 years ago. He plays the defense that the NFL offenses figured out long ago how to combat, and yep. he, he doesn't change a thing. And so, yep. I don't, uh, he, was with Jim Mora originally when he joined the league. Okay. And Steve yeah, Mariucci was the head coach. Jim Mora was the defensive coordinator. Steve Mariucci was the head coach. I honestly can't remember how Jim Mora was, so I don't know. He also worked under Tony Dungy with the Bucks and John Gruden. And then oh, yeah, I had some good people he was around, but Rod Marinelli with the Lions. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of good uh, people to learn from what happened yeah yeah and
1: he uh apparently uh like you said he uh, he so much believes in that style of play that he won't update it he's just gonna
2: stick from 12 years ago so <laughs> <laughs> did you see uh what mike daniels tweeted after the game yeah it was something like um
1: different offensive coordinators different players
2: Defense different coaches
1: yeah. Um, and still can't become an elite. Oh, having a Hall of Fame players.
2: Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. some of the best defensive players in the league, and yet we can't have a good defense still. And it, I don't know. I saw a lot of people commenting on the posts online saying that that's the curse of having back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks, that you you don't get defense or special we, teams, I guess. We've had the players. Which I should say back-to-back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Oh, you're going to go there. Okay. <laughs> you got to have hope. <laughs> I mean, there All was still right, a man. lot of nice plays in this game. Um the way the game started, there were so many bad throws by love though. Like, oh, picking out the right guy and just missing him. Um to the point where I'm like, it is the Meadowlands. They always talk about the wind swirling weird, making quarterbacks struggle. So I looked up the wind in uh what was it East Rutherford, New Jersey? Yep. And it was two miles per hour. Oh, well, that's tough, man. That's whipping. Yeah, that's really moving. <laughs> I was like, man, even <laughs> if it like triples its speed going through the stadium, you're you got six <laughs> mile per hour wind. I don't think this is the and you're
1: playing in Lambo, it's not Tampa Bay. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh I don't man, know. But it was tough, man. We're forty seven seconds left in the game. They uh the kid runs him down the field and they score a last second p- uh, field goal and it was just like gash after gash after gash that killed us
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, so many big plays i had a i must have lost it um i was getting really sick by the end watching every completion or you know run for a gain by tommy devito having to see his father kissing the his agent, who looked like an extra from The Sopranos. Which is okay. It's okay. I got well, a talent heritage. I'm okay with that. No, no, not the kissing part. I mean, just the fact like we had to keep seeing this. Every, like, they they find these storylines. Yeah, it's and the same they, Taylor Swift. The but same they thing. drill it so hard. The whole game. That's like, okay, one or two times, I'm fine. You know, like, yeah, okay, it's an interesting story. But it's the whole game, all they talk about, all they show. That's because it's fodder. <laughs> yeah, I did not think we were going to lose this game. I didn't I, either. I, I got I mean, kind of used to winning. I know it's only been a few games, but I was like, all right, we're never going to get hurt again. I, um, I went into it and I'm looking at
1: it. It's like, we should be able to pull this game out. Even with our injuries, we should mm-hmm. be able to get this done. If everybody plays even just somewhat close to our last game against Kansas City, we're, we got this game. I think Jordan Love came out throwing like Patrick Mahomes did in the last drive where Mahomes was throwing to nobody. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what Love
2: looked like. It was just like, man, it there felt, was some even the play calling felt very different um, on offense. This game, it felt. Like, maybe the last four or five weeks, we kind of played without fear. Like, nothing to lose. You remember we talked about it looked like he just let Jordan Love go out there and start slinging it, started playing, Mm. you know, how he wanted, and it it was just working. But all of a sudden, we have big-time playoff hopes. We have, you know, like a 70-something percent chance to make the playoffs, and they start again playing like they have something to lose. That's the coach. That is the coach. And uh, Amina was next to me on the couch, uh, not paying attention to the game, obviously. But I told her at the end, when they had that two-point conversion, we went up by one two-point conversion. I said, if he calls a sweep here, I'm going to lose my mind. And she (laughs) she goes, what do you mean? I'm like, just watch, you'll see. And then sure enough, sweep out to the sideline, tackle, I think for a loss, maybe. Yep, it was a
1: loss.
2: I'm... I mean, I, I'm not a professional coach or anything, but I've known for a long time you don't do that in the NFL on a, on a shortened field. Sweeps work not as often in the NFL because the speed difference isn't there. You don't have these crazy fast guys on offense that can outrun the defense. And when you're pushed up against the goal line, everything is condensed and it's very low percentage that that's going to work. Yeah, that's the, for our
1: listener, if you're, if you're not familiar, that's the thing. It's just like, if you look at it, you run a sweep, let's say you're on your own 30, 40-yard line, mm-hmm. you got so much more room to play. And you can't, the only way you make up more room when you're down at the goal line like that is you got to go backwards and then go forwards, which makes mm-hmm. no sense. And yeah. that's what
2: they did. Oh, It's just, I don't know. It, it seems like Matt LaFleur out thinks himself sometimes with the game plan. Oh, I've heard that, but also it, it reminded me of, um, watching the Rams sometimes with Sean McVay this year, especially the game we played against them mm-hmm. where it's all s- such a finely tuned system. And it's so timing based that, you know, this guy needs to be here. This guy's in motion to then be here. The ball's coming out before this guy turns around that. If one little grain of sand gets in the gears, everything goes to bleep. Well, I like that one little grain of sand. I like
1: that analogy.
2: You like that?
1: (laughs) I I'll I'll write it down. Okay. (laughs) Because I, I, you know what you're reminding me of? I don't know if you recall it, but, um, I do. Mike McCarthy, (laughs) when he, he kind of ran an offense, like the same thing. It was, it was very detailed, very precise. Mm -hmm. And he would come out and, not necessarily throw an individual player under the bus, but he would come out and say, our wide receivers need to, our running backs need to. And I think that with these newer coaches, uh, because Mike, he's old school now, um, they don't really do that very often. That's why I was so surprised to see Lafleur basically come out. And
2: he was pretty hot after the game, which is great. We need that. I, I feel like I... I remember talking about that even on the podcast. I mean, we're in our ninth season now, but I feel like I remember talking about the fact that it's like McCarthy coming out after a games, after losses, and saying, "I had the plan to win. I had the perfect plan. Right. They did. They didn't do it. They didn't execute. They didn't execute. That's what it was. <laughs>
0: but it also
1: that backfires on you after a while because you get old. You know, your your plays get old. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you had the play. They they made the play, but it was the wrong play."
2: Andy Reid is the only guy I can think of who's kind of seems immune to that. Even in it, he's an older guy now, but he seems to just constantly kind of adapt and grow, yeah. even in his old age. I agree. I feel like he he's more in
1: tune with the players as they come in, and and he adjusts as the players are different as they come in. They're the the players are themselves when they come in. Yeah, it's up to the coaches to say, okay, how can we make this fit.
2: And kind of going off what you're saying, it's like, not only is like the schemes and what works in the NFL changing, but it changes because the skills that the players bring in changes The in the college game is always adapting and changing. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't too long ago that all of a sudden you had these, you know, just crazy athletes, like freaks of nature, no longer going on offense. All of a sudden they're all going into defense in college, playing cornerback you know, pass rush or something like that. And then that kind of changes how you have to do things and how you have to adjust. But then those guys get drafted and they go into the NFL with their set. Um, and that changes how things work, but it feels like not every coach can understand that and change their mentality or their scheme to adapt to the players. I agree.
1: And you know, it makes sense. It takes a, It takes a special person to be able to keep doing what Andy Reid is doing. Um, I mean, look at Bill Belichick. Um, Rumor is it that after that loss in, uh, was it Germany, when he lost to the Colts? But uh, that was it. And he's done. They're going to write out the season, and then
2: supposedly he's moving on. (laughs) Putting him out to pasture. Bring him out behind the barn and shoot Santa. I think he's just going to go live in the guest house. Outside Brady's place, <laughs> I don't know, man.
1: Have you seen his yacht? Oh man, no. he's got <laughs> a nice
2: place. He's he's Belichick not doing- or Brady? Belichick, Belichick. I mean, it's I don't mean because saw- of money. I mean because he misses Brady. <laughs> sure. He wants to stay close, as close as possible. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I, I'm over to next week. I, I did see that clip when they asked him how he feels about his future at the Patriots oh, next week we play so-and-so, and so I'm focused on that. Mm-hmm. Such a classic Bill answer.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's like he's got five to seven different things he'll say. And no matter what you try to do, mm-hmm. unless you get him worked up, and then he'll
2: look at the the um, reporter sometimes and go, what? What? It always reminds me of Marshawn Lynch in the post game. He wouldn't in, talk. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yep, again, (laughs) eating his Skittles. (laughs) And then he made how many millions of endorsements because of that interview? Uh, Marshawn (laughs) knew what he was doing. but He did. He's one of the players that never spent any of his salary his whole career. I love it. I love hearing about guys like that. So good news, the Reed sweep.
1: It's not the Jet sweep. It's the Reed sweep worked again for a touchdown.
2: Yes. Just don't do it at the goal line. Gosh, you think that's like one-on-one there for an NFL coach? Jaden Reed has been really fun to watch, though. He's Hopefully fast. He's he seems to be able to, able to make this the week cuts. He's hurt this week. Is he? Yeah. Um, Malik Heath has also been just kind of over the course of the season, really making his presence known. I mean, he had that really nice kind of come back to the ball catch early in the game when we needed it, and then he had that really nice go-ahead touchdown where he kind of caught it over his shoulder and swung it into the mm-hmm. pylon. As he mm-hmm. went out of bounds. Very athletic. Mm-hmm. So that was fun to watch. He seems like he's really aggressive on the catch and fights for the ball. Uh, I think it's, I think we have a lot to be hopeful for with him. And he he kind of plays like a young Randall Cobb, which it's funny. I might just feel that way because he wears 18. So I always <laughs> think a Cobb. But he does kind of have that play style. He's the scrappy guy in the slot who will just, he may not be bigger than you, but he'll outfight you.
1: Yeah, and he it, it, it just kind of looks like I'm going to go with your cop thing. I, he just kind of plays smart for a, mm-hmm. for a guy his age. He plays pretty smart.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think he I think he does as well. I think we have we have a young receiver room, but we have a lot to be excited about there. Uh, even Tucker Craft looked good again this game with uh, Musgrave out, you know, his kidney exploded. So Kraft was in there, four catches, 64 yards and he doesn't seem like the fastest guy, but he has reliable hands. He knows where to be and when to be there and I don't know I, I like what I've seen out of him. I had no I, not, I knew nothing about him before he started playing after Musgrave's injury.
1: I think um, tight ends like that, if you're big and you got good hands, um, you don't have to be super fast if you, you just kind of move people out of your way so you can get the ball. And, mm-hmm. and maybe run over one or two people at a every once in a while, but yeah, I, I think we
2: got uh, some good depth there. The way it's looking, I agree. Mm-hmm. Speaking of running over people, AJ Dillon oh, ran baby. through a few more people. Your mom got pretty excited about that. It's like boom, boom, yeah. <laughs> and you know how annoyed I get with the announcers when it comes to AJ Dillon because for like years they would be like oh, they brought him down and he didn't get anywhere. That's hard to do with Dylan. You know, those legs are always turning. He's a big boy. He's hard to bring down like that. And he's like, no, he always goes down like that. He never <laughs> falls forward. He never breaks a tackle. But now he has been. And then yeah. they act like, well, that's what he always does. No, he's finally turning it around. Give him credit <laughs> for that. Uh, it's it's the same thing, Sean, like
1: what they do with the new quarterback for New York, and so hey, we got a story. We got to run. We got to shove this down our our, our listeners' throats. The same thing with Taylor Swift and Kelsey. Shove it down. We got something. We got to push it. Push it. Push it. Push it. So people will click, <laughs> click. 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 It's like enough already. And by the way,
2: listener, if you don't like it, quit clicking. Did you uh, you ever watch The Sopranos? Oh yeah, in the second season. There, it's like that shipping company. It's kind of like separate characters all of a sudden from the first season. And Junior, the guy's son, I can't think of it. It's not Frankie Junior. So, do you know who I'm talking about?
1: Sean, you're gonna have to give me more than this. It's been a long time. <laughs> I watched it when it first came out.
2: Let me see. Uh, when I so I haven't followed this Tommy DeVito thing much. Um, but. When he took his helmet off on the sideline, I was like, I think that's him. Jackie, Jackie Jr. It looked just like him. It looked like Jackie he was playing Jr. NFL football all of a sudden. All right. Now you're going to make me go look it up. Yeah, you got to look it up. Maybe like- this is <laughs> this isn't stereotyping. right? I'm like, oh, guy from. New Jersey, who has an agent who looks like he's in the mob. Oh yeah, he, it, it must does look must like ju- you it does, right? Man. Even has the nose. <laughs> like
1: I said though, I got twenty-five percent uh, Italian in me. So
2: it also so it felt very frustrating that uh you know he was hurting us with his feet for quite a while in the game. He was their leading rusher, Tommy DeVito. He was making throws when he had to, but he wasn't lighting things up. He had a good completion percentage, but he only ended the game with 158 yards. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he hurt us with his feet a couple times early on in the game, when we were close to getting a sack, pocket collapsed, he moved up, got out, had a good run. All of a sudden, the rest of the game, it's like we were scared to blitz him because he might run. And it's like. He's taken more sacks in the games he's played than any other quarterback. Put a spy on linebacker to not let the run happen and go after him. Ah, I don't know. You know how I feel about Joe.
1: (laughs) What's your last defensive coordinator that you really liked?
2: Hmm. 2010 Dom Capers oh, you got to go a specific year because you change. <laughs> yeah. right? I was trying to think of someone else, but I'm like, I mean, that was, that was just such a fun year defensively because we led the league in turnovers, got a lot of sacks, and it was just exciting football. And it felt like we finally had a solid defense, and it kind of went downhill every year after that. I feel like um, for a long time,
1: Packer fans have been complaining about our defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and um, it's just—it's comical. I brought it up last week. Okay, we won last week. We beat the Super Bowl champs. Everybody thinks it's great. Everybody loves the floor. we got things turned around. And goody, booty, goody, love you, baby. <laughs> and then we lose to the Giants.
0: <laughs>
1: Belichick will be available. Bring him in. It's, <laughs> come on, man. It's just like overreaction so much. Mm-hmm. Let's like, see, do people how, live their life that way too? How when about they, Fritz, they go to work and their pencil breaks and they're,
0: oh my, my wink is
1: done. How about
2: Fritz Schirmer? Oh, that's going back, man. I couldn't find anyone. Was that in the nineties? Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't find anyone after that. That was like, oh, they were good. <laughs> Well, if you go any further beyond that Just quit, because there's nothing Yeah, I mean, there's not much to see Uh, Fritz Shermer before that was Ray Rhodes Hank Bula, Dick Mazalewski John Meyer, Dave Hanner Hanner.
1: All right, so uh, (laughs) moving on Other bad news Packers in the red zone Two for five
2: yeah, that was ugly. That feels like something we've really turned around lately and just ugh, I don't know. The the big moments really hurt us and not to harp on uh the referees much this game. But there was a few that I felt we really got bailed out with on the calls. Like what? Um like that the first one I felt that way was I can't think of what quarter it was in, but when the receiver going out of bounds stretched the ball out to get the first down, mm-hmm. and uh, he did it after going out of bounds, but they still gave him the first down and didn't review it. Yeah, that was silly.
1: They sure... uh, I See, yeah. I'm not happy. I'm not one of those fans that if we get a bad call, I'm not happy because I don't want bad calls, period.
2: <laughs> uh, it happens both ways. I'm not necessarily like cheering it, but I just felt like there's a few times where I was like, oh man, we got bailed out by the refs there. And it just makes us look like we're playing even worse that we need to be bailed out by the refs to have a, cause we ended up getting that call and then scoring a touchdown. Right. So like to feel like you need that to happen to get a touchdown drive is frustrating. Um, one of the biggest liabilities I thought in this game was Keyshawn Nixon.
1: Oh, that's where I was going next. Oh, go ahead. I got locked up and ready to go. All right. I teed you up. What in the blank (laughs) was he doing? I was like, are you going to say something? In the third quarter. my Okay, you fumbled. You got it. Stay (laughs) the blank down, man. Stay down.
2: Honestly, I was very frustrated, but I was not surprised. He he's the only returner I know of in the league that will take the kick out from anywhere on the field if he's able to catch it because he's just that hungry for it. And the fact that he has that mentality, it makes sense that he would try to get back up and make something out of it. But yeah, he should have definitely stayed down Well, he tried to soften it up. I read
1: something. I thought it was pretty weak where he's like, Oh, you don't get taught what to do in
2: situations
1: like that. So You just got to go with your feel. And so I didn't feel anybody was around me after I fumbled the ball, jumped down, landed on it, and got up. I still thought nobody was, are you kidding
2: me? Yeah, no one rushes to the ball after a fumble. Come (laughs) on. Or to try to tackle the guy with the ball. But also, they don't teach you what to do in that situation. Have you watched football? Have you played it before? Exactly. It just comes off as being pretty ignorant. It, yeah. it was not a good good
1: thing to say. He also
2: and, gave, gave up 60 yards on four catches in the secondary coverage, including that huge one, the 32-yarder to Wandale Robinson at the end of the game to just set them up for the us. easy field goal to win it.
1: Yep, It killed us. That was mm-hmm, it. Man. You're done. You're fired. Move on. You're Go fired. play for the Bills.
2: Um, yeah. And speaking
1: oh. of special teams... The kid, once again, Anders Carlson. After making every kick in his first five games, Mm -hmm. Carlson has at least one miss in six of the last eight. It includes a missed field goal before halftime at a two-point loss to Denver, a missed extra point that forced the Packers to go for a touchdown during the final moments of the Pittsburgh game, and the fourth-quarter miss at New York. They might have forced the Giants to score to score a touchdown.
2: Yeah, I mean that would it would have made it a huge difference. But um, hey,
1: he's our guy.
2: Well, I mean, overall, kicking did not work out for us in this game. Look at our Irish punter. I don't yeah. know why I said, they were talking about being the first Irish.
1: What do you? What, what is your nationality? But, that you're picking on the Italians or picking it on the Irish? I'm half Irish.
2: Yeah, which means I'm part Irish. That means I'm allowed to, right?
1: It's not good look on you, Sean.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's ugly. Almost as ugly as averaging under 40 yards per punt. That's the wind. It's because they were playing. (laughs) I Googled it. There wasn't much wind. (laughs) I looked it up. I I honestly thought it was going to be like 23 mile per hour wind gusts of 38. Something like that. And then I looked it up. And I'm like, two miles per hour. <laughs> <What?">
1: <laughs> I always thought it'd be cool if you could have some way that you could have, like, um, you go. Know, the wind's coming in from the northwest at um, 10 miles an hour, but it's mm-hmm. actually leaving out of the southeast at 22 miles an hour as it swirls around. So, you know, that that would be interesting for nerds like me, but I don't know. I don't know. It Overall, just... on like special... I said, it was
2: bad all the way around. Overall, on special teams, this was rated as our second worst game of the year on special teams.
1: Good job, Nick. All right. Um,
2: we also have gave... the highest-paid special teams coordinator in the league. Well, he's the assistant head coach too, right? And I think it's Rich, not Rick. Rich. Yeah. Rich. Ditch? It, Rich. Ditch? It was Rick, but then we gave him that contract. <laughs> he changed his name
1: <laughs> Hey, I think he is uh, He's got to try to keep him around They gave him like the assistant head coach or something So it would make it harder for somebody to steal him away I think he's a good coach I, But uh, Yeah, these are fr- but, You know, and again Every week, I got to say it Youngest team at the NFL
2: Yeah Youngest and, team in the NFL, youngest offense in the, in the NFL by quite a bit. And I got to say, it's, this is a right You turn. got to say it.
1: I don't know if it was at the right moment. But um, I was kind of proud of, uh, boy, Troy's looking good. Aikman um, calling out the refs. Was it, we had 13 seconds before the halftime and they couldn't figure out what to do with that kick where it bounced off the Giants defender went out of bounce and they somehow couldn't figure out that they should mm. review it. And they kept talking about it. It's like, we've had much worse this year. But um, Troy got a bad hot dog or something and uh, he was <laughs> not happy and decided does to. It,
2: does it feel like the refs get worse every season or do we just have recency bias that we're it's what we're seeing right now so we think it's the worst?
1: I don't think the refs can keep up or the NFL can keep up in the current status of the ref situation with technology when you're sitting at home or even in the stadium and you've got, they don't just have pylon cameras that you'd love so much anymore. They got first down cameras. I mean, pretty soon they're going to put a chip in the ball. You're not going to need to know where the ref is going to place it. We're going mm-hmm. to know exactly where it's going to go. I do and think, I think they that's should have the problem.
2: Just as big of a team of refs with an eye in the sky in some dimly lit smoke-filled room, calling down to the refs, telling them what call to make, then like just as many doing that as they do have on the field. Because, sure, it might be a detriment to like the refs having all these cameras and being able to do slow motion replays from every angle so the fans all know how wrong you got it. But it could mm-hmm. also be your biggest asset as a ref you have cameras all over the field and super slow-mo from every angle
1: well it's it's what we say every week but the nfl loves it we're talking about it everybody else is talking about it it keeps it in the but there has to be
2: there has to be a lot of pressure on them to start getting this right with the gambling gambling, being such a big business right hey what do they do
1: in in what's considered real football you watch a lot of arsenal and and soccer in Europe and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Do they have anything different? Because what do you got two two guys on the field? Right. Are they huge? No, you have one field. guy
2: on the field. Then you have different linesmen on the sidelines. Okay. Um, but you do have an eye in the sky. They have, they've recently in the last couple of years implemented video replay, um, on certain things. They call it VAR, uh, like video assistant replay. Mm hmm. I would say it's worse than the NFL. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And to the point, a lot of games are decided on just... I can't even use the word I want to use. Just horrible calls where it's clear and obvious to everyone. Does it
1: start with a bull?
2: (laughs) No, it was worse than that. Oh, Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, Arsenal's manager, because that as you know, that's the team I follow, is currently at war with the refs. I've heard that. Um, which is not something you do in soccer. It they are a big time powerful separate organization from the league. Um, and then he celebrated yeah, that's where they
1: get all the money so yeah. they can pay off the refs.
2: They celebrated after the he celebrated after our last like last minute win the other week um on the sideline jumping up and down hugging his assistant coaches and because he showed too much emotion they they banned him from the next game <laughs> just to just to show him we are in charge oh yeah oh sure the NFL does the same thing mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's but, yeah, pretty they they are worse and they've had such bad calls that they've been bullied into releasing the audio with the video assistant people as they're doing the replay And listening to the audio, it's like three guys who are just scared of like, they have no idea what to do. like, oh, well, we got to get this call out there now. You you should draw a line on the screen so we can see where this is. Oh, no, I think it's this. I think it's that. And like, you'll have one guy in the back. Oh, wow. Are you guys serious? This is horrible. We can't be doing this. And like, (laughs) it's just and they said it's going to take 10 years to figure out the process to make it smooth. 10 years.
1: (laughs) All right, brother, you ready to move on? I don't know how you're going to come up with a game ball here, but it, are you ready?
2: Um, I think so. I don't have a yeah, like a ton else to talk. I don't about. want to rush it. No, you're not rushing me. I was just trying to. I mean, I was trying to find some good, some other silver linings here. <laughs> I think my biggest silver lining is Malik Heath, like I talked about earlier. I think he's going to be a stud. The more I see of him, I think he just plays with that energy and kind of passion that it looks like he's going to put the work in season after season. And I think we'll see him for quite a while. You do, huh? I do. Devontae well, I Wyatt. Did he come back? He was having a good game. He's had a good season. Did he come back from that injury after? Oh man. I don't recall. I don't recall. Hmm.
1: But yeah. Yeah. It was uh, it just wasn't a good offensive performance. I you gotta give props to AJ Dillon. I think he did good. Um I think he does Patrick better as Taylor a, lead had back. a few runs.
2: hmm Patrick Taylor needs to go out of bounds. <laughs> he did it again this game. You remember the other game, he had two yes. really nice runs, like 20, 30 yard run, and then s- cut back and stayed in bounds when we needed him to go out of bounds. And he did it again this game. He was going out of bounds. And something in his head thought, I can cut this back in. And he got tackled immediately on the field. He tried to like pull himself out of bounds, but it's kind of like when you got a a kid and and
1: you're like, Hey, come here, I got some ice cream for you. You know, did you do this a lot? Come here, come (laughs) here, Sean. I got some ice cream for you. And Sean starts working, walking over to you, and then Whatever it is, somebody says something or a meteor comes out of the sky and then Sean just starts walking the other way. It's like, Sean, come here. We got some ice cream. And then he starts walking back and then he, you know, he got distracted again.
2: I think Pretty some sure people, you warned me as a kid. If someone offers me candy or ice cream to walk the other way. No, I told you to get more. Don't just take what they're offering. Get some for you.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to look who is it um is that Wyatt for on defense that has been thrown out at what two, three games this year? Thrown out of them? Yeah, from like well, what about me You mean he, Quay Walker? He, is that it
2: where he pushed the other yeah, yeah, Quay Walker.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's kind of toned it down.
2: Yeah. He's toned it down, but he's also toned down the rest of his game along with yep. it. Which I, is I don't know problem. if he's
1: one of those guys
2: that just he, can't play. He might need that energy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which isn't great when we need him to make smart plays. But yeah, we didn't see much of him. Um, I know we've talked about the fact that Tommy DeVito, you know, we didn't get a sack on him. We did pressure him on 48% of his dropbacks, 13 of 27 which you would think is good. Almost half of his dropbacks he's getting pressured, but no sacks. He's 5 of 8 on his passes on those and had, you know, that touchdown as well. Um but what can you do when when we didn't pressure him? He was 12 of 13. So, mm-hmm. playing yeah. surprisingly well. He he probably bought him even if he's not going to be a starter, Tommy Devito. He probably bought himself a whole career making millions as a backup. Yeah, who was that from our uh he went to Seattle.
1: Um he had one good game through like Matt four or five touches. Yep, yep. Got a huge contract, played yeah. a year, and then they say, no, nope, you're not as good as we thought.
2: Yeah. <laughs> which which is what we thought would happen when he got that contract. We're like, I don't think <laughs> exactly. this is a this is not a franchise quarterback. He uh, had one five touchdown game. Hey, before hey, we
1: move on, good for uh, him.
2: The uh yeah, the
1: guy is completely healthy and rich. Um, Jordan Love, that interception was bad. That was just ugly.
2: That's when um, I looked up the wind. Because of that throw, <laughs> it was such like such a duck in the air that was so off target. I'm like, man, it must be so windy in there. So I looked it up and I was like, what? <laughs> when I saw it. so No, it turns hey, by out the it's way, not
1: windy. Uh, Tommy DeVito's uncle Danny... Um, wished him a great job. So I think that's pretty cool. You know, hey, he, um, Uncle he got, Danny uh, says
2: good job, Tommy.
1: He's got uh, <laughs> lifetime supply. Jimmy John's <laughs>
2: chip <laughs> off the old block this one. All right, shot. Are you ready? <laughs> All right. I think so.
0: It's time for
2: the gimbal. This week's game ball goes to defensive lineman Devontae Wyatt. Team high, five pressures and four stops against the run. I honestly don't have anyone else I think I would have given it to. (laughs) Thank you. I'm I'm glad you did that, (laughs) Devontae, because otherwise it would have been maybe our third that I can remember game ball going to the fans for sticking with the game. We did the groundskeepers once. <laughs> did we do the groundskeepers? I know we've done the fans. Like if you were one of the fans that watched the <laughs> whole game, this game balls for you. <laughs> oh, I would imagine most man. fans stuck around for this game. With It was a good game. I think this was a really good game if you were a neutral fan. If you were not a Giants fan or a Packers fan, this was probably a really fun game to watch.
1: Yeah, I guess I could
2: give you that. Or if you were a Giants fan. <laughs>
1: Uh, if you're a Vikings fan or a Detroit fan, yeah, you really like this. That was yeah, good.
2: oh gosh, don't even get me started. I I was so frustrated that the Vikings won that rock fight at 3-0 that they were in. Um, and it's then done nothing, I was like, at least we're playing the Giants, we should be able to keep pace with them. And then this happens, yeah. So moving on, okay. Um, let's do the picks. Devontae. That's that's a bittersweet game ball right there. Ah, We didn't want to give it to ah, anyone ah, else. ah, ah, ah. All right. So looking at the picks, we went into last week, Mike plus two. We had Pats at Steelers. We both got that wrong by picking the Steelers. We both thought the Lions would beat the Bears. We were also wrong. Uh... You picked the Vikings, I took the Raiders. As we talked about, the Vikings win at 3-0 in the only game to go to the final end before any points were scored since 1986 in the I think snow it's plow the lowest, game. Lowest scoring indoor game in history. I believe it. It's kind of amazing. I didn't really watch it. I don't know if you did. Uh, I I I had the Red Zone channel on and it did not show up on the Red Zone channel much at all. (laughs) (laughs) I I looked up online and I saw the score. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, Eagles at Cowboys. I took the Eagles. You took the boys. You got that correct. I picked against the Packers thinking I was helping them out. I ended up getting that one correct, unfortunately. And then we both thought the Dolphins would beat the Titans. We were also wrong there. We we agreed on a couple of picks that just I did not think we would get wrong this week. So we go into Week 15, Mike plus three. Nice, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. All yeah. All right,
1: we have. All right, so with, Oh yeah, uh, you want to sweep up? We got um, surprised. Bill Belichick makes it another week over the Steelers, 21-18. Kind of a weird game. Steelers have been kind of teetering all year. But Buccaneers, who we got coming up next week, Uh, next Sunday at noon at Lambeau over the Falcons. Um, Kind of a strange division. Again, uh, NFC South. Um, Bengals over the Colts, 34-14 um let's see you know this man the panthers are bad this year 28 to 6 against the saints i was surprised the jets beat
2: up on the texans as bad as they did 30 to 6 how about you yeah it seems like uh i think it's the christmas around christmas they're saying aaron Aaron Rodgers will be back they'll be cleared medically by christmas yeah, we'll see. And the Jets have just been trying to hang in there with any kind of hope. They are now improving to five and eight. It's been a lot of weird storylines with the Jets now. Is Zach Wilson saying yeah. he did not want to come back because he didn't feel the line could protect him? I don't believe that story. That was made up. Was it?
1: No, Well, they didn't even talk to him. They just somebody told somebody that somebody told somebody that reported and nobody talked to him. And nobody was even announced. Who are you talking to? Was it even a coach? No. It's so, no, I don't believe that. It's just somebody, you know, it's just like, what's his face for uh, ESPN? He used to be um, a sports reporter for the Dallas Morning News. He um, He's just a jerk. He'll say whatever he wants to get publicity. It's Skip Bayless? Yes.
2: Can't I know whenever you're that. upset about a, a sports media guy and just oozing hatred it must be skip bayless
1: i'm oozing i'm making gravy uh
2: chiefs (laughs) lose another game to the bills
1: 20 to 17 that's an ouch broncos got back and um back on the horse they won 24 to 7 and the chargers lose their quarterback for the rest of the year with a broken finger um cowboys really as sean mentioned they really cleaned up on the eagles 33 to 13 i wonder how much those injuries are taking the eagles down and let's see dolphins lose to the titans in a final that did you see that ending on that game no oh, the that second the packer game was the, it was the largest it comeback bend. ever in nfl history oh really and
2: yeah with that amount of time it was crazy um but 28 to 27 titans over the dolphins i did and... see the dolphins had a over 99 percent chance of winning at one point yeah, in the it fourth. was just it was just wild all right, coming up, we got week fifteen, Mike plus three. We kick it off. We're recording this Wednesday, the thirteenth. So tomorrow, Thursday night football, we have the Chargers taking on the oh, nope, the Las Vegas Raiders. I almost said Oakland.
1: <laughs> That's okay.
2: Chargers I'm to sure. the Raiders. Who you? I'm got? gonna say I'll go with the Raiders because I think they're they're gonna be hurting with the quarterback. Sounds good. I'm going to go Chargers because I have Keenan Allen in fantasy and the playoffs are starting, so I need him to have a good game. It's probably not the way you should make picks, but all right, we have uh, noon on Saturday, noon central time. Vikings going to Cincy to take on the Bengals.
1: This was a tough one for me, but I think the Vikings quarterback situation is so up in the air. Not that the Bengals are that much better, but um, they're at home. I'm going to go with the
2: Bengals. All right. I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one. Okay. I hope they lose, but I'm going to pick them. Then we have Broncos going to the Lions on Saturday night football. Broncos to the Lions. Broncos are hard to figure out. Lions have been kind of hard to figure out lately as well. What are the Broncos now? Seven and six now. Yep. Yep. They're actually turning around. Um,
1: I'll go Lions. Even though I don't want them to.
2: Yeah. And we got a a game before this one that we have to cover. I'm, I'm taking the Lions, too. The Lions lost last week. And it seems like every time they lose this year, they come out with just a huge win. The next mm-hmm. week, so I'm taking Lions. Okay. All right, and then we move on to the next NFC North game, which is noon central time on Sunday. The how, about, Bears... how about we
1: back up? We got a
2: 3.30 Saturday game. It's Steelers and Colts. Do we not cover that one? Uh, I didn't count that as primetime. Okay, fine. Since we're doing NFC North games or primetime, I didn't count that one. Okay. Unless you want to pick it. Nope. I need, to, I need to make up some ground here, so I'm not going to argue if you want to okay, do it. Okay,
1: go ahead and take the Bears.
2: All right. So we got Bears at Browns Sunday at noon. Bears at Browns. I'm taking the Browns. So am I. All right. Then we have Bucks at Packers. Bucks at Packers also Sunday at noon. I got to go. I know, Sean, you're going
1: to pick the the Bucks.
2: No, I'm picking the Packers. My system failed me last week. I'm going with the Packers. All right. We're both going Packers. my, my little stitching is not well, working. Well, it, it was great that you only gave it one chance to have a hiccup. Well, yeah, you don't stop if it's working, but the superstition is gone if it stops working. Uh, you make Come a on. great
1: offensive coordinator.
2: Learn how this works. Ask your wife. All right, Ravens at Jaguars. That's Jack what Watts your wife says on to me. Sunday night football. Ba-da-da. I'm going Ravens, so am I boy Jaguars look, have you watched him much this year yeah a little bit not like a full game but I've seen him on Red Zone seen some yeah. highlights um Jaguars are still without Trevor Lawrence right I'm not sure I'm not sure no it's hard
1: to get good injury stuff now it's like a oh, it looks like Packers. he's playing it, Packer injury report. We got like 14 guys on there, but it yeah. doesn't mean anything. It's
2: Looks like... like Trevor Lawrence will be back for the Jaguars. You know what? Give me the Jaguars then. I think they'll All bounce right, back. Man. You got it. It's yours. All right. And then we're f- finishing it off Monday night football. The Philadelphia Eagles travel to the Seattle Genos. Actually, I don't know Ooh. if Geno's playing. I'll let you go. Uh, it's I gotta pick the Eagles on this, even though they just lost big a few times in the last few weeks. I'm I'm picking the Eagles. So am I. I just
1: I just can't trust the uh, Seahawks quarterback position. I got
2: you don't know, you don't want to pick Drew Locke to take down the Eagles.
1: See, but that's what I said earlier. I just don't know enough about the Eagles' injuries. That mm-hmm. there's something going on that they're not clicking as good as they did last year at this time
2: agreed all right that's our pick em. you're up by three we differ on one two three all right so we'll be tied up after this week all right
1: i was just gonna say we got a new game on sunday and we got three games on saturday just to remind you if you like to watch a lot of games um one thing i really like liking on the um YouTube TV is when you can do like four different games at the same time. So, yeah.
2: That is nice. Cool. Um I watch it on the Xbox and they don't let you pick which games. They have some they don't pre-made
1: the app either.
2: Oh, they don't. The pre-made no. sets of games. I wish you could just pick which three or four games you want to watch.
1: Hey, if you bring it up like if you go to the subreddit YouTube TV, they hey. actually have people that are supposedly in the mix that will answer and will mm-hmm. say, we're working on it.
2: I, I'm i assuming it's a bandwidth problem because they can make their pre-made mixes of games and just do one broadcast. So you're only loading with your bandwidth one stream with all those games where if you pick them all, then all of a sudden you're loading three different games all at once with bandwidth or but four different games. Why don't they give games. you the
1: chance to make the number one game? That's where you start with. And then when you switch like you do now on YouTube TV, it will go to the video but it will take like a second and a half, two seconds for the audio to pick up. But either way, it's it's kind of a neat thing that, that they got going on. They still got some issues that they're working on, especially on the,
2: the other what about, YouTube TV. What about the other big news about this upcoming game on Sunday?
1: Uh, I don't think Taylor Swift's gonna be there. That's not and
2: someone more important's gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. No, at your place. Oh, watching the game with you. Oh, really? Really? Do you not remember? I do. I do remember. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Yep. So, and then yeah, we have to watch a... the Niners take on the Cardinals to appease. Hey, Daniel.
1: is uh, is Big D coming up?
2: Yep. Is he? Yeah, that's why we have to watch the Niners against Cardinals after the Packer game.
1: Is he bringing little A?
2: Do you? It, I mean, his wife. Okay. Well, also, they have two dogs. Both their names start with an A. Oh, so, really? Yeah. I'm Amelia. Sorry. Two and then champions. the dogs are Athena and Aries. So you said little A. I'm like, that could be any of them. No, you can't bring the dogs. No. <laughs> can't bring the dogs. Good to know. <laughs> All right, uh, I believe is, she is, is coming. Is she coming? I believe so. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It should be fun.
1: It'd be really good. We're planning on having hot dogs.
2: My wife will not be joining. She's working. Is she again? Big Gosh, she A
1: works. She works a lot of weekends.
2: Yep. Yep. But it's her last week at this job. I don't believe she works weekends at her new job. Oh. Oh, that's cool. She'll also be working the same time of day as me, so I'll see her after work instead of opposite shifts where we, we're like ships passing in the night. Okay,
1: hey, listener, um, this is
2: important. Oh, so boy. you just
1: heard that. Sean I'm and gonna his stop wife the are going to be spending more time together. So let's see how things are next year on Bleeding Green and Gold Season 10. Will they still be together?
2: Stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's the big drama. Foreshadowing, as some would say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. All right. Good podcast for a loss, that's for sure. It was a good one. Let me real quick. I, I was going to look this up earlier, and I forgot. Let me real quick. Look, what's our. So we were at like 76% playoff odds um, if we won that game. But we did not. So what are we at now? Doo, doo, doo. Yep, it says we were at 68% going into the game we would have been at 76% if we'd won it. Um uh, Instead, we are now at a 47% chance to make the playoffs. Shoot. That went down quite a bit.
1: Yeah, makes I mean, you only have so many games left, so. Mm-hmm. Um but if we win out, we got it. We got it, but that's a big speak right there.
2: Yeah. All right. Until next week, thank you everyone for listening. Go. Go. Pack. Go. <laughs> Oof. That, that was a little clunky. Kind of like the
0: Packers' defense. Thank you for listening to the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast with your hosts, Sean and Mike Reagan. Make sure to subscribe and check out the website at bleedinggreenandgold.com. Join the Facebook group. All questions and comments are welcome. Send them to feedback at bleedinggreenandgold.com. And until next time, Go Pack Go!